The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome back to another episode of the Tumbling Saber Podcast, the last episode until the Rise of Skywalker. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Cardos. Corey, are you doing all right over there? You sound uh, you sound asleep. Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. Oh, my God. I'm a little tired, to be honest. Oh, my God. This is like... What's wrong with you? What? That, that, I'm asking you. You sound like you're, you're DOA here, man. I, I, all I said was, I'm Corey so far. <laughs> like... <laughs> there you go, yeah. I'm Corey. Uh. <laughs> I forgot for a second. Well, that's um. okay. Wow. Great start, fellas. <laughs> Whatever, man. What, what do you want me to say? I'm tired, but I, I don't. I'm happy to be here and I'm really excited that I can't believe it. I, honestly, I really just can't believe that this is our last show before. Before the premiere, man, it's crazy. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Uh, we just got finished with the great, great Star Wars rewatch. We finished up with the Last Jedi tonight, and that was it. We turned the movie off. I'm like, that's it. There's no more movies. The next one is The Rise of Skywalker, and I, I can't hold out much longer, guys. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I need this movie in my face. I guarantee you'll make it till Thursday. I think I will. There's a lot yeah, that's going to no go choice. on between now and then. Uh, but man, oh man, like, as far as weights go, this one's been pretty easy. I know these next four days are going to be tough, but this is this has been a pretty good weight. We've had a lot of stuff to distract us and, and keep our, our attention elsewhere and keeping us excited. But uh, really, this is this is this is the last ride, man, for a good long while. As far as the big screen goes, Carlos, how you doing? Like, is are you are you busting or are you so far OK? So far, pretty good. Um, you know, I got uh, a lot of like uh, little stuff out of the way. Uh, you know, Christmas gifts are bought and uh, my uh, 20th anniversary Obi-Wan minifigures on its way. So I'm happy about that. And um, as far as the uh, the movie's concerned, uh, I'm, I stopped watching spots because I feel like I know the whole movie already. And, uh, but, uh, I'm looking forward to it, but not like, I'm not anxious. Like I was before the last Jedi that I'll say that. Mm, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm not sure what it is. There's, this is pure excitement. This is, oh, hold on, hold on. Let me just be clear. And I'm using the word anxious, um, as, as far as anxiety goes, like I don't have an anxiety before the movie. I'm anxious to see the movie as in excited, but there's no anxiety uh, like I had a couple of years ago. Something about The Last Jedi spooked you? Uh, spooked me? I don't know. Maybe I was in a different place in my life. I definitely was. But there was like just uh, a lot a lot more going on. And, uh, you know, I think that there were a lot of implications with The Last Jedi that were a little scary. 
Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's one of those movies that I think we knew that was going to take some left turns and challenge us in ways that might be uncomfortable. <laughs> and who knows? Who knows if Rise of Skywalker will do the same? I don't think it has a choice. I mean, it's doing so much to pull these movies together that I think it's inevitable that we're going to get presented with something in the movie, some element of the movie. We're going to go, what? Whether it's a reveal or something is it we're going to end up scratching our heads going okay yeah, uh, something big this way comes man for sure i totally agree with you there they have to have that shocker in this one somewhere yeah like we've we've talked about this before and they, that the released like palpatine you know what i mean like it's like that was a shocker in the trailer so mm-hmm. it's got to be more on top of that man yeah some, something related to palpatine is going to shock us i think and I don't uh, – that kind of scares me a little bit, but hey, we're going to have some fun with this. That's, that's what this is all about. Let's let's have some fun. Um, but yeah, like – guys, we've talked about this every year that we have a Star Wars movie. For some reason, every every week where a new Star Wars movie comes out in the month of December, the week's been nice and mild as far as winter weather goes. But then the Thursday of Star Wars, it's the temperature crazy, yeah. has rolled off the table. And this week we're in a different – it's always been like the week of the 14th, 15th, 16th, in that zone. This week we're on the 18th and 19th. And it's like, okay, let's let's check the temperature this week. Minus 4, minus 2, minus 2 for Wednesday. These are – 13. These are temperatures – like the minus 4, minus 2, minus 2. For those that, – that's a Celsius. For those who don't get Celsius, deal with it. But basically that's hovering right around freezing. It's – for us, it's fine. It's nice weather. Thursday of Star Wars, minus 15. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's that I am not classic. comfortable with. That is cold. Yeah. That is very I saw, cold. I saw that this morning and I'm like, wow, like what are the odds, really? I, like I the don't one, The this. one day, right? Like the one day of the week that the temperature really just drops and it's, it's always the premiere night. It's always premiere night. I don't get it. I really, really don't understand it. But fr- like, but in previous years, at least the Friday would always rebound back to that weird – or up to like minus 4, minus 2. Nice wet winter weather. This year, it stays low at minus 11 on Friday. But again, it's 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 again, that's like the fourth time now where that Star Wars Thursday, we've been just met with brain freezing temperatures. Is that what we're calling it now? Star Wars Thursday? Sure. But I, I, you know what it is though? It's beyond that. It's just – it's become this – amazing holiday tradition that really like took root for me after the first viewing of the force awakens like it was just like this feels right and every christmas release or every christmas season having a star wars movie go along with it has just felt great like it's it's augmented the whole the whole holiday season and this this is gonna be our last one for a while it's it's a little bit melancholy as much as as it is exciting how do you guys feel like are we cemented now are we all believers in Star Wars in December. I I like it, man. Like I, I'm gonna miss the May thing too, but maybe we'll see it again. It's not over. We don't know for sure, depending on how many movies they release per year and whatever the plans they have moving forward. But it does look like saga wise, the this slot really does seem to fit with the holidays. I think so. But I just, I just want to say, Kyle, like I'm on the exact same page as you in the sense that. Like time-wise, I for me it's per, it's surreal, and it's like surreal in the sense that I'm really excited, but at the same time, it's like I, I maybe I 
don't want to believe that it's right there because this is it. You know what I mean? Like it's a bittersweet ending of this 40 year saga, you know? I mean, it is and it isn't, right? Like, well, of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, I know. It but is. It's, it, well, it, put it this way. Put it this way. Like, to put things in perspective, like, yes, Star Wars will live on and blah, blah, blah. But never in our lifetime will we ever see saga of this magnitude that spans over 40 years. Unless it begins now. You know what I mean? Even at that, we'll be in our 80s. So it's going to be a totally different experience for us. This is a once in a lifetime. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. It's... For us, I mean, this is really the culmination of what's going to be 42 years of, of stories rolling out in front of us. And and not to say that if they ever decide to do, um, you know, a 20-year span for a saga, that would be, I think, almost as impactful. You know, if, if they were consistent with it every two, three years, that that could definitely work. Actually, that, that's part of the news. That we, we're not really doing news tonight because we just want to talk about our hype, but... There was an LA Times piece with Kathleen Kennedy about the future of Star Wars and how they're not they're not going to be beholden to the trilogy structure anymore. They're, they've they've liberated themselves from that. So we don't know anything about what they're doing. We're not going to get any movie announcements for until January. But what yeah, we, hence Ke- Kevin Feige. Maybe his Return movie is twenty twenty two. Who knows? Maybe well, that's the announcement. The world we get. building aspect of it all, you know, like. Build, stringing like building something that's gonna be able to play like make multiple universes in this new sandbox that they've built Maybe. making all movies with these new characters and well i've seen a lot of people kind of freaking out saying oh, well that's, this is it now it's gonna be all standalones and i'm like well, i don't have time to get into this i'm watching the last jedi here so bug, buzz off but they've already kind of said they don't like the standalone thing anymore that's that's been shifted to disney plus or scrapped entirely so to me, that's going the opposite way. Where if they're not holding themselves to a trilogy, but they may they may do like a seven part movie series. They're saying, I mean, their their golden rule now is just the story will dictate how many movies it is. So it could be could be it could still be a trilogy, but it could also be five. It could be seven. It could be twelve. You know that that any of those options excite me, but I don't think it's. I, I think the standalone idea is really just a complimentary piece I, I really do think we're sticking with some type of of saga thing but we'll have plenty of time to talk about that uh, once the dust from the rise of skywalker settles but guys do you do you really think we'll get this again though kind of talking about what you were just saying Corey. like things are like this is just the biggest build-up this is the culmination of 42 years carlos do you think we will ever feel this way again this attached and invested in the story Oh, not for a while. I don't think it's going to take a while to get to back to that point because like we grew up with this. Mm-hmm. So there's this unnatural and unhealthy attachment <laughs> to these characters. <laughs> unhealthy is not inaccurate. And um, so so I don't know if going forward that's going to. If that's gonna have not problem, maybe not for me. Maybe for my kids, it'll happen. But unless, uh, unless, I, I don't think unless these movies that the, the next movies that we're talking about feature this same set of characters, the Ray, the Finn, the Poe, and it's just it's not like they make it clear that it, this is not Skywalker family related. But these are the characters we're moving forward with because we know you guys love them. They've got a built-in fan base. We don't have to do that 
that heavy legwork of, of introducing you to new people. Who knows? Court, what do you think? Will you, do you think you'll ever feel this way again? Uh, it's hard to say. It's, I mean, to each his own kind of like it's apples and oranges in the sense that, yes, I see myself getting as attached to characters, maybe not in the sense, like you said, this 42 year thing from that standpoint, it's kind of hard to beat. But I mean, I could take Rebels as an example. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of really enamored with the better part of all the characters. So I don't know, given the right story and we get quite a few movies with these same characters over and over again. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure my my excitement level can reach the same if they write these amazing stories with these amazing characters that, you know, we we can't wait to, to watch again, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's it's all about uh building these attachments to characters. But in that, you know, that being said, we'll get a new Star Wars for a new time and it probably be pitched to a, a new uh new generation of fans. So who knows if those new characters will resonate with us? You know, I think we 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 got attached to Finn, Ray and Poe because they come tacked on to the end of of the Skywalker saga. Who's to say if we'll even care about a new set of characters? That and I think that's kind of why this movie is so important to to not to everybody, definitely to everybody. For speaking for myself personally, it it, it it really is like the end of this this huge long story, and I don't I don't know I I really don't know how how we're gonna feel going forward. Will we care about new characters? I it it remains to be seen. But I mean, this trilogy has been such a great ride, and it's it's taken all of us and it, and for me it's it has spiked my fandom in this franchise higher than it's ever been in my life. You know it it. it gave life and rise to this podcast and an entire community of podcasting. Uh, it, it, it pulled me back into collecting. I'm still not sure if that's a good or a bad thing. Um, Cause uh, again, unhealthy obsessions, but uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's brought together this community of friends that we've built. Uh, so, so if nothing else, like this will always be a really special four years and it's four years. Like that's not that long, but uh yeah, I, I, this story does need to end. The Skywalker dysfunctional family doesn't need to have their story brought to a close. And yeah, let's 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 go find out what's next. But uh, what are you most looking forward to? And I know it's a very open-ended question. So if you want to t- take it into the movie itself, or just the 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 hype, Corey, what are you most looking forward to? Well, I mean let's let's just talk about something for a second this last trailer that came out i nope i haven't seen no we're not talking i haven't about seen that all the tv spots okay anyhow <laughs> i'm not getting into it but i finally caved that night like i haven't seen all the tv spots i haven't been following everything oh my god a new tv spot i gotta see it you know so this one i was there and i'd seen there was a bit of a like how there was, there was some stink surrounding it and I was hesitating, I hesitated, and then I finally watched it, and it literally literally gave me goosebumps. So I'm just going to say, like, the things I'm looking for in this movie are, you know, something really mystical with the Force. I, I want to see some crazy Force stuff that we've never seen before in the films. Like, something, like, on Rebels level, where it's, like, I don't know, just the universe itself speaking, kind of, you know? Like, I, I want to see something like that. 
I want an answer as to why this is the Skywalker saga. You know, we've kind of yet to see that. I mean, yes, Luke kind of ignites the hope again, but is that it? You know what I mean? Like, I want this to make sense. And I also want a major, major cool space battle, especially with today's technology. Like, granted, it was great 15 years ago, but I mean, I think, I think technology has grown and I think uh, we can, they can give us something that's pretty amazing on screen for quite some time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think the trailers make it pretty evident that there's going to be a lot of action out in space, ship to ship combat stuff, which we this trilogy needs. That skirmish in, in The Force Awakens is not going to cut it. Uh, the Last Jedi gave us Poe's antics at the, at the start. Cool. Some of the best parts of the movie. Not going to cut it. So yeah, we need that large scale space battle. And that, that's coming. That That's for sure going to happen in this movie. Look at all those Star Destroyers. Look at that shot of the Rebel fleet. Like, there's going to be some big-time action coming. It's funny. They they showed those things, like, um, early on, but the, uh, we haven't seen much of that in any of the TV spots. Maybe they just don't want to show anymore, you know? They can only yeah. show us that one scene of the whole thing, so. What if it's, what if it's just a short-lived battle? What if with all these ships, like, how do you tackle... A, a battle in space of that magnitude with uh, with that scale with that many ships and do it justice unless it never really gets kicking to begin with like yeah, imagine Pal- imagine the Palpatine just there. snaps his finger <laughs> he no, snaps them out. Say, yeah no imagine imagine they all get there but like Ray's like oh it's all good guys i won it's over you can go home now you're five minutes late. Five minutes late, guys. Yeah, that would that would, oh boy, that would suck. Um, yeah, I mean, Carlos, what are you most looking forward to? Um, all the tears. I'm looking forward to the fanboy tears. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> sorry, that was mean. No, it's not. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, you know what? And, I, and I'd like to apologize because I said, you know, uh, I, I want it to be, uh, you know, uh, a, a positive influence on this thing. But like I took the gloves off this week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally took the gloves off this week and it was like, yeah, F this and F that and F you and F this. <laughs> <laughs> so you Carlos it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I didn't see any yeah. of that ranting. Yeah, what, about <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, just uh, some of these whiny little accounts, you know, like mm. uh, yeah. Uh, it's just best not to, you know. That's the thing, man. Like when you engage, just don't tell just me what never, to do, no Corey. Never comes of it. Nothing. Just don't tell me what to do. Uh, you know what? Like, <laughs> no. If I want to go on YouTube and like carpet bomb somebody's profile because they're 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 a shitbird (laughs) yeah then that's what i'm gonna do you know and uh no no pulling punches (laughs) you get what you deserve yeah that's from the joker there has been a bit of a sick pleasure in sort of needling people who have been deliberately obstinate or just completely stupid (laughs) <laughs> all the, over the last couple of years there's been a sick weird 
pleasure in, in hitting back in some case, in some instances. And yeah, maybe ignoring brings a little bit of more peace to your life. But as, at a certain point, you gotta you gotta be willing to to. I don't, I don't want to be as cheesy as to say fight for the fandom that or the the, the thing that you love. I don't want to be Rose here. Yeah, please don't. No, I mean I love I I have no I love Rose, <laughs> but I don't want to be gushy like that. Like like Star Wars and and the fan associated fandom is 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 a thing I care a lot about. And when I it's a trap that, when people are out That's there, you got to realize every time pissing all over it. Well, depending on my mood and how much time I've got on my hands. Someone's gonna get a, a, a you know a slap back in the mouth. That's it. that's all I'm gonna say on on that behalf. But it's gonna happen again this week. It's gonna get messy. Like by the time we get to Thursday night, Friday, the 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 wine bags will be back out in full action. And it's gonna be interesting to see because I don't like JJ can't please everybody, and it's gonna be interesting to see who throws the tantrum this time around because there will be a tantrum. Well, I can pretty much guarantee it's going to be somebody whose theory didn't plan out the way he thought it would. Boy. Oh, say he. Yeah. Because I'm speaking about somebody in particular. Uh-oh. 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 Shade. Shade. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I pretty much said theory. <laughs> it's like, I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. Shade. <laughs> No, I mean, there's there's so many fan theories out there that they, they are not going to be validated. So, early advice, leave the checklist at home. If your theory doesn't come true, don't whine like a baby about it. Just, you know, that's... Enjoy the movie. Well, why would you want to, like, have this, like, oh, I guessed it. Like, yay, if, like, for your own personal glory, like... Well, everybody likes it. to everybody likes to be right. Let's just let's yes, just call it. I agree. Like, like, oh my god, I predicted this two years ago. Holy cow! And that's fun, but it's not like you should be expecting that. <laughs> well, no, yeah. If you, that's where that's the problem we've had. We've had <laughs> the head what? cannon break off into to entitlement. I deserve to have my story fulfilled. And anyway. <laughs> We don't need, we're going to, I'm sure this is going to happen again. We'll be talking about this again. Let's, let's just keep this one fun for this week. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, man. Like I, I'm looking forward to these, these next four days, just the anticipation of it all. The last four days of not knowing how this story ends. You know, that, that, that's the best part, man. Like you guys, I don't know. You said there's what, there's 36 or 37 uh, TV spots and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with all of them, but mm-hmm. I surely haven't. So. I don't know, like, I'm not spoiled on the film whatsoever. Um, I don't know, like, I still, I'm not. I mean, (laughs) it's it's great. I've never done it for any of the Star Wars films. I mean, you said you knew everything going into The Force Awakens. I had Mm -hmm. absolutely no clue. Even up to the point where Han and Kylo were on the bridge, I was like, okay, it looks like Kylo could maybe give it. Oh, oh. You know what I mean? Like I was like, okay, maybe for he's not going to get it here. Now that, I mean, for that moment, there was never a doubt in my mind. And I, yes, I was spoiled. But even when they said Harrison Ford's back, I figured, well, he's he's going to die in this movie. He's not going to do three more or even two more. I kind he of will f- die. And I figured, like out face to face with his son, this is where it's going down. I kind of figured too. I just didn't want to believe, but at the same time, I was like, maybe he is going to give him his saber. 
Yeah, no, I mean, overall, it's a believable performance by uh, Adam Driver. You know what I mean? Like oh, when he's asking him for help, I'm like, oh damn, this kid's hurting. Yeah, no, it's Adam Driver has been in one of the standouts of this of this trilogy, no doubt. Maybe the standout in terms of performances. Um, but for me, like, I'm I'm just looking forward to like a spectacle of a movie that primarily entertains me. I want to see the big action. I want some stunning visuals. Uh, we need. I think we need some of those touching moments that you know, those sappy moments that Star Wars can deliver. We they're going to happen in this movie and I I'm looking forward to them. Uh that reveal that we've talked about that this trilogy hasn't had yet. I'm looking forward to whatever that is and and really just putting a bow like on this dysfunctional family. Like I want to walk out of the theater and say that this feels like the way the Skywalker story should end. Yeah, you're like prophecy fulfilled. Awesome. Yeah, no, that was already done, Corey, back in episode six. So this is something different. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> oh, sorry. You turd. <laughs> well, not mentioning specifics, though. Uh, not mentioning specifics or who needs to do what, uh, who needs to live, who needs to die, or what theories need to be validated. But more in terms of, like, the themes and and the messages that Star Wars has sort of relayed to us over the last 40 years. Like how does the the movie and saga need to end for you? Or how do you, how do you hope it ends, Carlos? Oh my god, Annabelle started playing on iTunes out of the out of the blue. <laughs> oh, that's creepy, yo. <laughs> oh my god. Get out of that place. <laughs> oh my god, that is sick. I'm so yep. sorry. Okay. Okay. It's done now. Sorry. What was the question? <laughs> how does like thematically, how does this trilogy saga need to sort of wrap up for you? Oh, thematic. I don't have any preconceptions. I don't want, um, well, those, I guess, no, I guess what I mean is like, what, what feelings do you want to walk away with? What, what like star Wars has told us all kinds of things like about hope and, and, uh, family and friendship and and all that kind of stuff over the last 40 years do you want them to reinforce that do you want them to add something new to the pile no i just i think uh just keeping just keeping it star wars i think is uh you know i don't want like um i think you guys t- talked about it on uh luminous beings about like uh, how the video games sometimes can affect our perception of what the Jedi uh, can actually do. Right. Um, I, I don't want to leave thinking, oh, that's not plausible in this universe. Because obviously everything in the movie is not plausible. But like, I, I want it to make sense in that universe. And um, as long as they stick within, you know, those boundaries and um give us just a few like i honestly at this point i just want the resolution yeah uh, that's that's the only thing that really 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 important to me like i don't want to leave thinking okay well i know what part 10 is going to be yes i i yeah i i hate i don't want to put any shackles on on the writers but i i that's like top of my list like i do not want that whatsoever whatsoever i i i, I don't want to see well, there's the thread for episode 10. Close it up and then do like you did with Return of the Jedi. Open it up for X reason. Years from now or whatever. Whenever they decide to give us the next movie with these characters, if that happens, 
make it a, a, a new story. Don't don't leave us going. Well, that's how they do episode ten. That's a big deal for me. How about you, Corey? What uh, what messages themes do you want to see resonating through episode nine? Well, I think like you, well, first of all, like you said, like how it needs to end was how you originally asked that. So it's like like you guys just said it. It needs to end. I think that's a big thing. How they come about this resolution is a whole other story. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'd really like there to be kind of this round conclusion. I want them to be able to tie this thing together in a way that really makes sense and doesn't seem like a uh, like a money grab to me, kind of. You know what I mean? Like when episode seven was announced, I was like, great, I'm all in, you know, but I want to know why this connects to the previous six films and why it's pertinent it can't just be because it's in the time same time frame you know what i mean like the skywalker saga means oh this certain period of time i don't want it to be that i want it to be the skywalker saga for a certain reason uh so basically maybe i don't want to say the prophecy but something along those lines a balance in the force palps has some explaining to do there you know like there's something going on there's something a lot deeper to the equation that we don't know about yet, the the MacGuffin, right? So, I I'm really interested where that myth, like that's basically the mystery box at this point. JC, I really want JJ to open and close it this time around, and like I said, not have an episode ten. But there's there's just been so many things going on throughout the entire nine films that I'd like it to be, like, kind of like you said earlier, Kyle. I don't want to say cheesy, but I want to have those heartfelt moments. I think they're gonna play that up a bit as well. To get us a little, a little teary-eyed in theater the first time around. No doubt. And yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, JJ's got to really aim at those heartstrings, without question. I mean, that's that's that that is an essential ingredient to this to this movie to ending this thing off. Um, and like, uh, would this burn you, Kyle? Because like, put it this way: to me, this like everything I just mentioned prior, in the sense that a conclusion and why are we going back to this time period and calling it the Skywalker saga when, like you said, the prophecy has been fulfilled. Is that all for naught if you don't bring it back into question and somehow tie it all together and make it make sense again and still include Anakin somehow? You know what I mean? Like it's a bit of an ask, but to me, if Anakin and that has nothing to do with this, then it's kind of, uh, it's, it's more so a slap in the face to George Lucas than if you were to include the prophecy. Uh, there's a debate to be had there for for another time, but uh, I do understand what you're saying, and I, I to a large degree I understand because what you're I think in essence what you're saying is what is the reason for this trilogy? Like what it's got yes. Every movie sort of has to justify its reason for existing, and, and not only that, like look at the title of this film too. It's got Skywalker right in it, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean. He's painted that target like now. I want an answer. Absolutely, and and yes. Yeah, so one of the things for Episode Nine is it's it's got to again, like like JJ himself has said, it's it's not just wrapping up this trilogy; it's wrapping up the all nine. So how do you make this uh, feel like it just wasn't tacked on? Like they bought Lucas, they bought Lucasfilm, and now we're going to tack on three movies. If that's the sensation you get walking out of it, that they just, you know, cram three more movies in on the end, it it it's 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 going to be weird. It's not going to feel right. So how does it make this movie and this trilogy feel essential to the saga? 
And I don't know that we've gotten that with these with with The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. And in saying that, I I do love these movies. I do. But I don't know that they're essential to the saga yet. And I I think Rise of Skywalker needs to make make these movies feel essential. Otherwise, otherwise there'll be some serious questions asked. Fair or not. But yeah, like I I just, you know, I want them to kind of fulfill, so to speak, three things for me. Like, again, like be the conclusion they're marketing it as. Um, And then, like like I just said, tell a story that justifies the need for this trilogy at all beyond business reasons and and then entertain me. And I'm sure that, you know, I'm I'm certain we're going to get one of those things. The other two, I'm only half sure on. But yeah, you know, a lot of the featurettes and talking points that we've seen coming out of this press tour, like they've repeated over and over that these movies are about hope, uh, family, optimism, and and this is irrefutably true. That's what these movies are about. And Rise of Skywalker is going to end on that note for me. And I, you know, I think that movie is going to, it's going to give like they they've said uplifting ending, and I I'm looking forward to to having that ending. Anyway, ah, oh, man. Yeah, it's got to make sense, though. Like, And I think – I just don't want to feel like oh, we walk out of there and we're like – we're kind of blinded because it was such like a roller coaster ride, you know? And then you kind of think about it after and it's just like, well, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Oh, we're going to be talking about this movie I think for a while. Again, like I think we have to accept that J.J. is going to have to have made some some reaches. And it's it's it will take a while to process some of these things, I think. I think that's just the nature of of where Ryan left off. I think he's he's JJ will never say it, but I think his hand was forced a little bit to to dig a little bit deeper and and to dredge up some stuff that uh, to help make this movie what it what it's going to be. But uh, we spoke about this months ago. Oh, geez, early summer, maybe even the spring. Things about the Rise of Skywalker that we don't want to see. Do you guys remember your list of things that you did not want to see in the movie? Yeah, Four Scores Jamboree was my first. That was, <laughs> that was the biggest deal that you don't want to see. Oh, yeah, I think it would be super, like, uber cheese. Contrived uber cheese, that kind of thing? Yeah, I definitely don't want that. Are you Are you still on that? You still don't want to see it? Uh, yes. Especially since that's what Corey wants to see. Uh, <laughs> it kind of builds it up in my mind, you know? I don't necessarily want to see that, to be honest. What? But, oh, why? Uh, that, that was like I your just thing. just played it up. Ah. Eh, you know. They're not going to redo an Endor ending. It's It's got to be different this time around, but as meaningful. I don't think they're going to do the whole celebration and then look at all the planets celebrating i just don't it's been done so this time around they'll probably have to take it in a different direction i think they go like the return of the king route to be honest where they just there's a couple of different endings and they get more and more intimate and personal as you go down so you do start with some kind of there will be the high fives we did it it's it's all everyone's you know patting each other on the back kind of thing and then as you kind of you you get to those like maybe the bittersweet endings as, as we get there. Maybe we, we, maybe we drop Chewie off at home with his family and they say goodbye to Chewie. Uh, Maybe, maybe Lando says goodbye with the Falcon. 
And then we just, one by one, we sort of leave characters off. In like this, Ocean's in Eleven. That was kind of emotional ending. <laughs> sure. The first one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, where are you guys at with what they call Ben Demption? Corey, where are you I'm, at with that? I'm cool. I'm cool with Ben Demption. Like, I mean, my, my big, my one big don't want is, unfortunately, the whole Raylo thing. I get the connection and the bond, and I want that to kind of even remain in the film. It seems like it's it's got to be a big it's, thing in the film. I've always JJ's had Gatekeeper called, Keymaster. You know? JJ's called it the backbone of the movie, so get used to that that's part. A, I, I love it. I mean, that's it has been the backbone of this trilogy thus far, and I'm all about it. What Ryan did with them, and it was amazing. But I don't want it to be uh, – there's nothing wrong. I get the connection, but the, it doesn't have to be like let's jump in the sack. You know what I mean? It could be a brotherly, sisterly love. It could be a platonic love. It could be uh, just this kinship that they have. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to mean that they have to go for a romp in the sack. Like uh, It could also be that it was tragically never meant to be and still work. You know what I mean? You can get the Raylo satisfied in that sense. And, you know, either Ben dies or Ray Ray sacrifices herself or whatever it is. It's just not meant to be. But his redemption, I think, is kind of inevitable. I think once he finds out kind of some of the truth of his past and what a fool he's been, that he's probably going to kind of find his way. Like Zuko, man, from uh, From The Last Airbender, right? Like once he kind of sees the truth of things like he kind of becomes his own person and you see Carl. that's what carl has been striving to do this whole time and he's probably still searching to do that in the sense that you know he killed snoke because he was tired of being under someone's thumb and who knows like in this film it looks like he's going to be even more so under someone's thumb yeah, and I, I remember, you know, a lot of us walked out of TFA really mad with with Kylo Ren. Like, screw this guy. He killed Han Solo. Let him let him rot in the, on the dark side. Like that conversation about redemption came about really early. And and I don't know. I obviously there's no I have no pie chart to say who believed what. But for a while, I was like, no, screw this guy. Like, I'm really mad at him. And he doesn't. He's he's been offered help, especially coming out of uh, the Last Jedi. He's been offered help more than once, and he's rejected it at every turn. Let him let him burn. Let him go down in flames. Then when you, you think about Star Wars and what it is and what's coming in, in Episode Nine, and as, as this reaffirmation of what Star Wars is, it, it redemption's happening for this guy. It's 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 happening. It's Leia's son, man. Come on. It's Leia's son. It's Han Solo's son. It's Anakin's grandson. It's Luke's nephew. You know, it's he's. There, there's no way. There's no way they let Ben Solo go down in flames. No yeah, way. For sure, they they they're gonna paint him as this character that's basically the, and it's true too. If you've read some of the novels and stuff, like it's he's had a bit of a troubled life. You know, he's, he's had these this dark these dark feelings. Yeah. And again, I I thought I had one of the one of the first big things we think we ever did on the podcast where it became like an inter podcast thing was when I was freaking out about uh, oh what was it with 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 Kylo yeah that they didn't tell him that they didn't tell Ben about Vader and I I said it was the most ignorant thing they could have done to not repeat the errors of their their past. 
and look where they're at because of it. And I, I still, I'm still on that page. Like he doesn't necessarily know about Anakin's redemption, right? He does. He does. But Snoke told him that it was sort of a weak uh, moment. That was Anakin's weak. Uh, that was Vader's weak moment. Was letting Anakin back or something to that effect. It's, it's in the novelization, so take it for what you will. It's it's canon, but it's I don't know. I, it could be grounds to be overwritten. But I think the understanding is that Kylo knew about Anakin coming back, but he's he sort of perceives it as a weakness at this point. Yeah, we said that too. And and does 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 that play a role in him coming back? I, I that would that would be cool, man. It would be cool to see Anakin return and and play a role in in, in bringing his grandson back to the light. Yeah, bitch slap. Solo. The only problem with that is why now? Like, hey, Anakin, where have you been all this time? You let it come to this before you intervene. That that I think creates a. Well, there's the Palpatine equation too. He could have been, I don't know, like some kind of inhibitor in the Force. You know what I mean? Because he, I would think that Palpatine has a lot of information genetically and all that stuff on Vader, right? Or on Anakin. Mm-hmm. So who knows what he could have done with all that. Who knows indeed. I mean I don't, I don't expect this movie to give us a ton of exposition on that. Especially in that regard. But I almost, I almost expect Anakin to be danced around. Because I don't think J.J. wants to overshadow his characters. No I don't think so. I, he's he's not going to. The, the closer we get to the film. The less I I, I believe that he'll be in it. I, I Yeah I still think he'll. Whether it's a mention or just some sort of uh, somehow the presence of Anakin, the character of Anakin being involved, I think you, you got to do it somehow without letting him take over the story. That's that's yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think so. I think they wrote it out. Uh, and uh, if you, if you watch some of the TV spots, I think it's quite clear that um, stuff that we've been well, something that I've been saying on the pod for over a year. Is that um, uh, Ben Solo? All the voices he's been hearing has been manipulation. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think that's something that so, we we kind of, as a fandom, say. Yeah, he's been someone's been earworming yeah, this guy even, somehow. Whether it's Snoke now, maybe it's even Palpatine. That goes as far back as Bloodlines. Yeah, it's in the aftermath novel as well, where Leia felt this dark presence, sort of. Uh, stalking her son so yeah the idea of of Ben being sort of bent to a dark will from the start that's that's fairly entrenched I think yeah and and because of that I I doubt that we're gonna get Ben has never spoken to Anakin like he's never ever spoken to Anakin so I don't don't see them bringing it up now yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They can explain it, though. They can, again, like if Palpatine's back in the equation, he would obviously not want that to happen. What if in like this Rise of Kylo Ren comic, so this is while Kylo is actively, be- or while Ben is actively becoming Kylo, Anakin shows up, and this is the point where Anakin shows up to Kylo and says, stop what you're doing. And he shuts out his grandfather. That could be the point where they do that. 
And that that could be where it makes sense to do that. You know, you know why it, it's it's um, for me where I can buy it is Adam Driver. Uh, it's not the the Kylo Ren character. It's it's Adam Driver's portrayal. Oh, yeah. There's so there's so much devastation, so much weakness in 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 on his face. In the cat on his yeah. It's it's it just seeps right through, and it's like. He's doing what he's doing because he feels like that's what he has to do, but it's not because he truly believes it. And he's obviously he's motivated by passion, but he's been, know, he's always trying to convince himself, like you said, of something that's not necessarily true because he still feels the pull of the light all the time, and he's like, "Why? Why? Like my head's telling me it's I'm supposed to be dark." Well, yeah, I've never seen. I mean. Obviously, I've never seen every movie, every movie ever made, but what's great about this performance, I think, across the board, is that the the surface layer is all rage and anger and a, like chest thumping, but you you can definitely see like the puppy dog eye thing, the the vulnerability, the weakness uh, that he's got. It's there. It's yeah, it's, in the slightest voice too, the a quiver of the lip, like a twitch of the eye. Yep, the tears. And JJ has, has said that this performance is his Adam's performance in Rise of Skywalker is like unbelievable, Oscar worthy. Uh, who knows? I'd like to see it happen. I'd love to see it happen. Didn't, didn't they? Didn't they miss the submission date or something? I don't For the know. Oscars. Well, I, I know that you've the entries have already already had to been made. So since the movie's not out. I guess this movie won't be. I don't know. I, I've no forget. It. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. Uh, well, if so, they didn't, if they pass the date, it's not like they're not eligible for the year after. Correct. Yeah. Th- at some point, this movie will be eligible for an Oscar, whether it's the 2020 or 2021. Who knows? Um, what else, Corey? What what else is on your list of of the things that you didn't want to see in this movie, and have you moved on it? Uh. She was. I can't even remember. Like that, my main main one was the whole Raylo thing. Like, what else do I do? Don't want to see. Like, I don't want to see Chewie die. I don't want to see the Falcon go. That would really suck. Yeah, for me, like I, I don't know. Like either, like that one, I haven't softened on. Like death of Chewie, death of Falcon, death of the of, of the droids. Don't want to see it. Don't need to see that at, at this point. There's, I think that would be just needless uh, shock value type thing. If, if I think I think three PO is a goner to be honest. For the most part, I don't think he's coming back after that trailer. I think that was a bit of a spoiler in and of itself. No, no, no. I think that's him being dramatic. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a comedic. Uh, that like, would be I, cool. That would I, be. A bit. I think like he's gonna say that line, and then Poe's gonna be like, "We're just scanning your memories. Like you're not going anywhere." I think they're going to have to reprogram him to do something crazy. And Yeah. No, I don't, I don't see that. Uh, like, honestly, like, cause he is an interpreter. A, a big rumor out there is people think they're going to have him interpreting Sith text, right? Which is kind of like probably forbidden and this and that. And that's the whole red eyes thing. And if that's the case, it's almost kind of like, you know, just cause it's tied with the Sith. It's like, if he does this, there's no coming back. It'll be the same. You know what I mean? Well, I guess who that's, knows? That's Maybe he'll be like a. It's it's unless you stomp it flat into dust, 
it's a droid. If you you can always somehow, some way, get his personality back. You know, there, there, there's way. I guess there's ways to write that. But if you stomp the thing flat, I mean, I guess they pushed it with R two in, in a New Hope, where he gets shot by a Tie fighter, and twenty minutes later he's fine. You know, like so they 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 even pushed that, and made it okay. So who knows? But I I I just killing Chewie, destroying the Falcon. Those are just things I don't want to see. That's one thing I've just not moved at all on. Even if it's like, oh, the Falcon going out in a blaze of glory. Nah, not something I want to see. Uh, but, you know, like Raylo, like go, going back to that, I used to be like, nope, don't want it. Don't want, don't ever give that to me. And I, I still prefer not to see it. But now I'm at a point where it's just like, if you're going to do it, because it's already halfway there. Some people say it's already all the way there. Let's see the execution of it. Let's go for Like, do it. I, obviously, I, I have no control over what, what these guys do. Let's see it. Let's see how they present it. Um, my my only thing is, like I've said, I don't want to believe, I don't want to walk out of the theater going, well, clearly, episode 10 will be about Rey and Kylo's kids. That's what I do not want. Because then all this marketing, all this hype of this being the end has been completely meaningless. So by all means, let's. let's what, what about the on-screen kiss? Do you want to see that? That's too much for me. It's too a much kiss for you? between those two. Yeah, I don't want to see it. Well, I do it, not want to see it at this point. Like, I only want to see it between them. It's it's I, a it's a it's a couple that's not meant to be. It's one of those things like Romeo and Juliet or something, but they never who, get to that first kiss. Yes, you know? they do. No, no, I'm saying these two don't like Ray and Kylo. Like it's one of those things that maybe. In another lifetime, it would have been the perfect thing, but right now, it's just that's how I think. That's that's kind of been in my deal of of how they end it, where it's it's this beautiful thing that just oh, it was so great, but just not meant to be. So there's the people who want to believe in that relationship romantically will have that. So I do think there will be, I do tend to believe they will they will seal the deal kind of thing. Uh, but also the people that don't want it to happen, because I, I, I still think Ben Solo is dead. He's not ma- making it out of this movie. If he dies, then the people that prefer not to see it go, yeah, it was a thing, but it was real short-lived, so I'm all good. And that's that's kind of the camp I'm in, because I think J.J. is going to try and please everybody with that. And of course, he won't please everybody. Um, there's just too many opinions. But yeah, that's that's one I've moved on. Like I was dead set, no, 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 don't do that. And I'm now I'm like at least at a, I accept that this is a high probability. Show me how you're gonna do it because like if it happens 20 minutes into the movie, I will be not happy. Based on where we leave off with them in in the Last Jedi, but if it if if their relationship evolves over the first hour 45, two hours of Rise of Skywalker. Show me how it ends. I, I'm open to it. Yeah, that You're definitely takes that. him exp- explaining like uh, wow. why he killed his father and stuff to Ray. Like she that that burned her really bad with him. Well, he's got, That's he's, another thing too. Like he's got to open up to her more than he has. Exactly. And but how can she believe him at this point after everything? You know what I mean? Ah. Sounds like transformers that are in your microphone there. <laughs> Uh, Corey's been Digimon all night long. Oh my goodness! 
And not only that, then he's just not even letting me like jump in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I was going to say a while ago and, uh, you know, now that the moment's passed, the joke is not going to flow as nicely. But if if they're going to kiss, they better be brother and sister because that's not Star Wars. <laughs> it's not Star Wars if it's not incest. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I just like there, there's a part of me that's like I, I have a feeling that the people who are I, I'm not I'm not pointing fingers at you, Kyle. I'm just saying. Like there, there are people who were dead set against it, who are now like kind of like okay with it. I have a feeling they've been reading spoilers and are kind of already like so- they've softened the blow already. Yeah, um, I I get that feeling too sometimes. And I'm I'm not uh, I'm not ready to accept that. Like there's nothing that tells me that. Like, I don't want to see a Mr. and Mrs. Smith moment in the movie where they're fighting, but they kind of secretly love each other. Like that's crap. Like they're they're fighting for something. Like, yeah, like and, and and that's why I mean like their relationship really has to grow and evolve over over the first ninety seventy or whatever how many minutes throughout the movie that their relationship has to evolve and get to a point where it's it becomes believable because if it just happens in the first act of the movie I won't believe it at all I will not buy into it. Yeah, I don't want to have one of those like, oh, I'm holding your hand, you're holding my hand, we're both holding lightsabers, and now I'm gonna kiss you. Like th- that's just, I don't want to see that crap. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, I re- again, it's about the execution. You, you gotta. Yeah. Again, there's so many people, and you're not gonna please everybody. But it's, it's gotta. She closes the. She, she literally closes the door on him at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like. That, it's and, like and that matters that ma- like what happens in the movie matters. He in the last half hour of the movie, he tries to lure her to the dark. He frames her for murder, then threatens to kill her. And she closes the door in his face. That matters. It doesn't matter what your stance is on Raylo that, oh, they already love each other. Maybe they do. But that still happened. That still matters. And so they have to get they have to they have to work through that. The, the yeah, I, I don't. Sorry, I was just gonna say I don't think I, I like how, how, what out of everything that happened. Like, what tells you that she loves him? Oh, I don't. I don't see it. I don't see how. Like, it doesn't connect for me. Like, no, I don't. I don't see. There's no for me. There's absolutely no connection there. But like, but for a lot of people, there is a huge connection. And just wow. as just as we don't see it, doesn't mean that it's it's not there. Like it's just maybe not meant. For, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But obviously, I mean, there's an entire community of people who have been calling this since the beginning, and they've been right. Um, there's something. It's just that we've not detected it, or or picked up on it, or resonated with it, whatever it is. But we we can't deny that other other people have. And we'll see like, where we'll they, see where JJ they, takes it. They force they force projected like their fingertips touching. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't. Uh, well, Ryan said like that's the closest thing to a sex scene in Star Wars we're ever going to get. And Ryan Johnson ruined Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's been fired, hasn't he? Yeah, at least three times. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I, again, do whatever you're going to do, JJ, Chris Terrio, 
uh, just have it make a little bit of sense. Make it an evolution that that is earned instead of uh, cheap. Instead of just cheap and, and, and contrived, that word again. Make it worth it. Um, what else did I not want to see? I, yeah, I think that kind of covers it. Force Ghost Leia was another one that I was pretty big against for a long time. Because that felt contrived to me. Because of Carrie's passing, I felt like the only thing they're going to do is just force Ghoster because... Because. And... I don't. I still don't know where I sit on that. I, I still don't know where my feelings are on that one. That one's going to have to be like a judgment call once we see it, if it comes to that. But it sure seems like it could happen. Because they've they've been reiterating this thing that that Leia has been teaching Rey. It feels like they've been backdooring force power and force responsibility into Leia. And so it could, the movie could do that. I don't know how I'll feel about it until unless and until it happens. Can, can you see like Leia like I don't know kind of being like the crux of like turning Kylo. I'd, I'd hoped for that. I don't think so. I just, I don't think the footage is there. I'm, I am, I hope I'm it could be passed on through Ray, you know, like your mother always said this about you or. Yeah. I still, I still have this head cannony moment in my head that like, for example, like Ray and Kylo fighting on, on the death star wreckage and they're going at each other. And somewhere off screen, Leia dies, and you and you could they both feel it. Ooh, that's kind of cool. They both feel I it. I like and, that. And and that is a way to sort of sympathize you to to Kylo. It's a way for Rey to sympathize to Kylo. It's a way for all these groups to, and characters to come together. So I I have that moment in my head of that you know that could happen. But then again, you know. An off-screen death for Leia. I mean, I'm sure maybe we'd cut out to it, but again, another thorny issue for for JJ and, and Terrio to work through. Um, yeah, I mean that's like you know Kevin Smith said this thing last year about when you know he wanted to go check out the right behind that curtain is the final the set for the final shot of the movie, and he's he's about to go see it, and they stop him and say, "Don't do it. Save it for the theater." And he said, okay, cool. Like, JJ's a magician. Uh, I'm going to let the magician trick me. Let him show me his tricks. And that's kind of where I'm at with this movie now. Just, uh, I think that was a nice way of saying, like, nah, Kevin, you're not allowed back there. Maybe. Maybe. But we don't know that. We just know what we've been told. Uh, last shots. Um we're going to move on to Mandalorian episode six here in a minute, but is there anything else you want to get out there before we go onto that topic? I'm just really excited, man. I I can't believe it's here already. And uh, there's just so many questions, man. Like, are you guys going to call anything? Do you have any theories? Uh, Black hole, black hole explodes in the middle of the galaxy and it's over. Sucks everything in and it's over. Isn't there a black hole at the middle of every galaxy? Not necessarily in the middle. But if you were listening, I said explodes. How does a black hole explode? 
it explodes. In other words, it it just it sucks in everything in the galaxy and just like the galaxies. Oh my god! Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I know you, Kyle. You got any theories about the movie? Well, I like mean, I just sequ- I just gave one sequencing out. of things, or I just no, I just gave one out about Leia. And her, if she if she passes in the movie, and I, I, I even that like I'm still unsure. Like I thought for a long time, Leia would be the one to to see this trilogy through, and I wonder if at the end of the movie she's still alive. You know, I I still hope for that. But if if she does pass away in the movie, I hope they do use it as a catalyst to bring Ben back to the light, and that they use it as an opportunity to bring uh, if if they're going to bring Ray and Kylo together, Ray and Ben together. I hope they can use Leia to bridge that gap between them. Because that, that puts, I mean, JJ said Leia is at the heart of this movie. And he's also said that Ray and Kylo's relationship is at the heart of the movie. They can't all be at the heart of the movie unless they work together in some way. If all those pieces have to mesh together. So that's kind of what I hope for in that respect. Um, But at the theories, not really. Not really, to be honest with you. Just... Again, it was it was sort of this thing of, of more things I don't want to see than things I do want to see because I trust that the movie will be spectacularly entertaining and will give me plenty of moments that I will just love watching over and over. But yeah, it was, it was more working through the things I don't want to see. Um, do you guys think we'll get a sneaky reference or nod to George Lucas within the movie itself? Like, not something in the credits, which could happen, like a special thanks to George Lucas, but do you think they might slip in some kind of Easter egg reference to George Lucas? I don't know. Like, he wasn't necessarily fully on board with this trilogy. We know it went against his. Um, I saw, I didn't read the article, but I saw the header to an article that Palpatine was never in his original vision for this. So, I don't know. He seems to have been on board the last we heard, you know, his thoughts were positive being on set with JJ. Hopefully he did have a bit of a writing. It'd be even cool for him to have set. I know they they met before JJ started writing. They had meetings with George and so they consulted and they just. So that's it. Maybe he gets a partial writing credit. Mm. You seem to be reading a lot of articles, right? I I mean, I, I have Google on my phone. So as soon as I go on and it kind of just it's all either star wars marvel or no i would i would be shocked if lucas got writing credit because then you can forget it if that if that happened all credit would go to george lucas like jj would get like whitewashed out of this movie <laughs> what if he directed a scene much like like because you, you don't hear much about that like but spielberg directed the uh that lightsaber battle right on mustafar and revenge of the sith I don't know if he did the whole and he gets scene a, or if he direct or, uh, like a, a sh- like a certain sequence of it, but yeah, he did kind of ghost direct. And he gets partial. He he gets credit for it, but it so, kind of goes unnoticed for the most part, unless you really look into something like that. Spielberg's names are in the credit. <coughs> Spielberg's names in the credits for Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I think he is. I I've is we, never seen it. I've never. Any either way, we know he partially directed a scene in the movie. I think it's probably uncredited by some stupid director's guild rule. So he went in, directed a scene, but he's got to be uncredited. Otherwise, he'd have to be listed as a co-director. And that's not happening. 
anyway, I, I don't, I have no idea how those legalities and, <laughs> and rules work. Um, okay. So what about you, Carlos? Do you think uh, we'll get a Lucas reference somehow? Uh, no, I hope not. Yeah. I, I, I just uh, like he, he sold it. He made $4 billion. Like, can't you just walk away? I don't think, I think he could. I think they keep calling him back. Uh, just let, let him go. Like, let, let him get all the flannel he wants. <laughs> all the white running shoes. Uh, whatever. It's just, just like, you know, those mom jeans. And just like, leave us alone. I think as long as he's alive, they will continue to uh, pick his brain and ask for, for cons- consulting time. And as long as he's willing, I think they're going to they'll lap it up. Guys, I've been back from Mexico for two weeks, and I've been fighting a cold, and I feel extra grinchy, and I'd like to apologize. <laughs> I hadn't noticed. <laughs> oh, my oh, man. Goodness. A couple of things I, I, I want to get off my chest. Star Wars is full of lame jokes and goofy, sometimes ill-timed humor. This movie will, too. And I know that some people are going to be mad about that. Don't be. It's been there since day one, and it's going to be in this movie. So there will be some serious scenes, and it it will be punctuated or cut with a joke. And that's okay, because that's what Star Wars is. That's what it does. You know, I don't think when it comes down to it, it'll get down to business. But there will be moments in the movie where it's going to be serious business, and then a droid will do something stupid or whatever. There will be humor uh, in this movie. Uh, quip from Poe to Finn, or vice versa. Yep, for sure. Something like that. Yeah, we have Dio. We have uh, we still have D, uh, Dio, BB-8, Babu Frick, Bulio. Yeah. <laughs> Claude. I hope Claude is funny. Uh, Finn is still around. He's been a lot of the source of a lot of comic relief in these movies. Yeah, that dumbass Snap Wexley. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's gonna be jokes. You're gonna have to accept that. That that's just it. Um, on the topic of backstories, which I think we talked about last week, yeah, we're gonna get some questions answered, and that's great because we need some answers. But JJ told us last week we're not getting exhaustive exhaustive downloads of everybody's entire history. That's perfect. We don't need that. We don't want that. We do not need that. But Star Wars fans for the last I don't know how many years have just had this incessant need to have every question answered. And it, that's for this gonna take a look. It's in a book. <laughs> Reading Rainbow. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. Wow. In a row, baby. Man, oh man. Um but again, like lastly, I, I know I, I think this one needs to be repeated again because uh, this is something I said in the episode leading up to the Last Jedi, and I'll, I'll say it again now. But prepare to be challenged, and and no doubt this movie is going to lay us lay it on thick with the nostalgia and and the feels, but it's also going to push boundaries and, and play with our perception of things, and we got to let the creators do that for better or worse. We got to let them take these big swings with the narrative. Um, and, and and again, they've kind of already told us how this movie will end. 
I don't know how many times they've had to reiterate this, but the fairy tale in space thing. Remember that featurette they they gave out uh, on that magical world of Disney TV show on ABC two weeks ago? That clip starts off with George Lucas saying this is it was originally designed as a space as a fairy tale in space or something like that. And JJ has numerous times over the last few years called this a fairy tale. They are telling us something in the same way that Mark Hamill said, this is not going to go the way you think. They are telling us that this is a fairy tale. So log into Disney plus, go look at the fairy tale movies. There's snow white or tangled all these movies that are based on fairy tale watch them find the commonalities that on a dna level that they share with star wars because those similarities are there as as, as a dad to a nine-year-old a nine-year-old girl we have watched a lot of those movies over the years and i can see the threads that, where they match up you know and no, nobody's gonna take my advice here but do that Re- read up read something this is going to end like a fairy tale because that's what it's been envisioned as since the start. That's what they're going to do. So don't be angry when it, when it plays like a fairy tale because that's what it is. And they're telling you that they're doing that. I'm done. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, most important of all, let's, I mean, we, we just have to enjoy this, this, this last four days, the, this next week, really. In, in as a part of this franchise because it may never come to this again for us so you know think about what star wars has been in your life what it's meant to you and and enjoy that we've had this for 42 years and and that it's been such a big component for so long and just enjoy it and that's all i gotta say about that so are, are we ready for some uh some Mando talk. Bring it. All right. So episode six, as we call it, The Prisoner, directed by by Rick Famuyiwa again, who who co-wrote the episode with Christopher Yost. So a little. And had a cameo. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, that was so good. So maybe a bit of a bit less of the Favreau Filoni influence on this one, which which. That's good. Let's, let's let's build out the talent pool of of people who can carry this ball. But yeah, we're I mean we're coming off an episode last week that some people said was filler and it, it wasn't. But this one for me brought it hard. Like I think in a broad stroke, this is my favorite episode yet and and I I I loved it. At 43 minutes, it is the longest episode yet. So there was just that much more to love. Uh Corey, what did you think? Broad stroke. Did yeah. you how did what did you think? Again, like almost all these stories that they told thus far to this point, or at least I'd say three or four of them, they're all classic tropes that have been done before. And I'm okay with that. The way that they're doing it is absolutely amazing. Like this episode was kind of predictable, but at the same time, it was so exciting. Like I watched it with my son and my my girlfriend and I could tell everyone was kind of on the edge of their seat, especially though my son, like what's going to happen? What's going on? Like it was just intense, you know, and uh, you just get a little more depth on the Mandalorian and his abilities. And right away I was sold when when I saw Clancy Brown. I couldn't believe it. I was like, yes, that's Clancy Brown. I know it. Mm -hmm. Googled it. Boom. Right away I was like, oh, that's awesome. So 
again, like just the hangar right on the off the the onset was the setting was so cool. Even I don't know that guy's name, the guy with the big beard, it's something junior. Mark Boone but, Jr. Yeah, yeah. Like he he's just a great character too when you see him around. You know, he just fit that role so well. And yeah, I don't did, know. He played uh, it well. And we we also get a little more insight onto into the the Mandalorian's past where, you know, saying stuff like he just joined us for target practice and stuff like that. And he's like, that was a long time ago, you know, pulling his Batman. Yeah, pretty obvious that at some point the Mando had a little bit of the bloodlust going. But Carlos, what did you think of this episode in a broad stroke? Uh, I thought it was good. Just that uh, the, the more like from week to week, uh, I'm getting more of. Uh, uh, like uh, Star Trek The Next Generation vibe from episode to episode. Really? Yeah, which, I mean, I liked that. I liked it growing up, but I'm just... There's... What was it, Zero? No, no, that or was... as Bill Burr would say, Z? No, that, that was actually uh, that was actually more Star Wars for me. It, I don't know, it's just, I think it's the, the, the structure of the show. Yeah, well, you see people talking about how they're, like, people are a little bit shocked or surprised or disappointed or whatever that it seems to be like each episode is its own thing and there's not this huge overarching forward driving story that is just building and building and building it's the 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 grander story is what is he going to do with yoda and baby yoda and and what's going to happen there but week to week it's 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 a pretty self-contained story that's like it. well, let's build week to this week, character up a bit, man. Like, like week to week for me, this is like the littlest hobo in space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's perfect. That's a great analogy. Yeah, it's not what I want from my Star Wars, though. But also, really? but to be fair, yeah. this is what they told us at the beginning that this would that the show follows the travails of a lone gunman. I mean, that's that's what they told us from the from the outset in the official synopsis <laughs> that they were going to be. And- it was going to be this adventure where we follow this guy on, on in this lawless part of the galaxy in this relatively lawless time. So and I, I kind of like it too, man. I get what you're saying in the, in the sense that uh, Star Trek, they're going, they just keep traveling, man. They have this mandate to explore new worlds, right? So they're out there and this guy, he's kind of in the sense we're seeing new worlds because he's nomadic and he's like a, on the run, right? So we are getting to see all this new culture in Star Wars, which I, I'm loving, man. I, mean, at some point, I, I need to understand the end game more. Like, I need to understand like where, what's his motivation, what's his, <coughs> sorry, what's his plan. I need, I need to, I need to get a little bit more of that, you know. And I'm I not get getting you. it right now. I get you. I think like right now, I get you. It's true that he, that he's just kind of lost and on the run and just handling things bit at a time and trying to make money where he can. But I, I want to get more of the whole Mando clan. What's going on with that? And wh- yeah. where's the resolution lies for that in in the in the long run? Which I think we'll eventually get as well. But like Kyle said, it is definitely Yo Yo Dini or the Baby Yoda, who is the the MacGuffin right now of the story. But if there's only two episodes left, they they got to start getting to some some more uh, meteor storylines that are gonna bring it bring us into the the next season. And that's that's what it comes down to for me is like, okay, just 
tell me if if this is going to be 10 seasons long, then I can prepare myself mentally and I'll enjoy the trials and travails and the travels of the Mandalorian. But as far as I know, there's only two seasons. <laughs> and who is this guy? Like, I, I, like, why should I be invested in it? Someone I have no idea is going to be around. Like, it's just, it's, it's kind of well, weird. Said, we're getting to know him, man. Like, we're getting to know that he had this dark past. What I'm saying is that changing. we could have had, they could have done a better job in, in launching it to letting, letting us know who he is and maybe not who he is, but where he wants to go. I don't think he knows even yet. Yeah. I no, just I, find, I, I, I find, I find the writing is lacking. I'm sorry. It's just, that's just my, opinion. that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> But, I hate you, Carlos. <clears throat> How long did it take you guys to realize that that this crew that he's that he's meeting on this landing platform? How long did it take you to realize that? Oh, these guys are going to screw him hard right away. Like I knew <laughs> like that was going to be the point seconds. of the episode. Yeah, like I was like, oh, here's the episode. These guys are going to hire him, and they're going to screw him. He has a pass with them. Not good. Yeah. And yeah. Well. I, I, yeah, so Corey, you were a Harry Potter fan. Like that's that's uh, Natalia Tenya, who played the character of, of Zeon. I can't remember the really, character. eh? Yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan of the goth Twi'leks. Like, uh, just there's something I don't know, just a little weird. It didn't. She like, was a, she was a tooth filer. Like my like she, the first time around, I watched the episode and I was I was fine with it, but like my wife was like, I she, I can't stand this this character. I can't stand it. I can't take it. And when she like when it was bothering her, it started bothering me. I'm like, yeah, you know what? This this is a bit too over the top. I don't like this. Anyway, um, yeah, it didn't take long to realize that this crew, which features old Billy Burr, I mean, this is what we've been waiting for. Unfortunately, his name is not Meundies. It's oh. it's it's Mayfield or Mayfeld. Mayfield, yeah. Yeah, for for that for that one second when the syllable came out of his mouth. May f- May- no, they're doing it. Oh, they didn't do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were gonna do it. Oh, I, my, I was, I was devastated. Uh, I there, there was some like it was. I think obviously that for me that was the standout of the episode. And in... like, how how shocked are you though? Like I thought he'd get like a couple lines. That's it. He was all he had, over he... this episode, and he carried it yeah. so well. And and it wasn't he didn't take me out of it as far as like uh, he's not believable in that universe, but it still was Bill Burr in a sense. Like poking, Wait, he, brought, poking he, he put Bill Burr into the character. Yeah, like poking fun at stormtroopers not being able to shoot, and then he did the Gungan thing. Yeah, he was he was antagonist oh, to Bill Burr. It was yeah, it's like you could hear him like saying making fun of Star Wars on his podcast, sounding like that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. Like, that's. I wonder if the script was written that way, or if they let Bill Burr kind of Bill Burr it. Yeah, he. Um, he yeah. I, his acting chops were actually kind of because at first I was like, okay, this is Bill Burr, you know, like. But I watched him kind of intently my first time around. The way he places his leg up on that uh, that crate or whatever, he's kind of watching the Mando. And I just, uh, I think he did a really good job. But he, there was even like a little bit of range there too. Like the the scene where um, the Mando goes and he takes out those droids from behind, the New Republic security droids. 
And, the, you know, the rest of the crew are just... They, they were waiting for Mando to get into the action. And he he's, he comes up from behind and takes them all down in, like, again, very Batman-type way. And you see Bill Burr's face, like, holy shit, like... Yeah, okay, this guy is a legendary fighter. Holy cow. Like, there's a there's surprise and a little bit of fear and respect on his face after that. And I thought, that, hey, there, there's a... A little snippet of some of, of of range from Bill Burr. I was really happy. I was I was thrilled for him to be able to pull this off. Uh, one of the other things I, I noticed from the episodes is, is they held off for a while in bringing Baby Yoda into the into the show. And the longer it took, the more I knew that. Uh, they're holding him back so that the mercenaries can discover him and that will be the first time we see him and then we then we'll, we'll know like oh boy yeah they're gonna they're gonna fix their sights on on baby yoda and it's like yeah bill burr oh. was really creepy in that scene too like with the whole like pretending to drop him and everything like and then take you as the pet type and well and i said this in our in our, our, our mando group our, our spoiler mando group twitter chat on on, on twitter um this show has given us a bunch of stuff that we never thought we'd see. Lothcats and Baby Yoda in the same shot, for example. But if uh, one year ago, if you told me that Baby Yoda and Bill freaking Burr would share a shot together, and that Bill freaking Burr would be holding Baby Yoda, I would have said you were on bath salts. Like, this is complete insanity to me. Where are we? <laughs> More like dropping Baby Yoda on his head. That too. That, still, that kind like, of pissed me off, man. And watching, I was like, hey, watch it. You know, like. Oh, yeah, my daughter was not happy. None too pleased. But Carlos, like, think about it. Like, a year ago, if I had said, hey, dude, Bill Burr holding a Baby Yoda one year from now, what would your what would your reaction have been? I don't know. No reaction. I would have been like, okay. Kyle's Kyle's sniffing this bath salts again. <laughs> oh God! I, I what a world we live in. And the thing is, it works. It hasn't taken me out. Like it hasn't. Of course, I've noted it, and what a world we're living in. But it hasn't been out of place in the show. Like it's it's felt organic and, and real. It's it's crazy. Yeah, because I was wondering, like with like you said, the amount of time that he had on screen. I was like, can he sell this? And he, by the end, I was like, I was, I was into it, man. Like, I was like, this guy's an asshole. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they, they go in, they assault this new Republic prison ship, right? But when, when they said, when they said, oh, you're, it's, it's manned by droids. I was like, ah, you softballed it. Like, you set it up so that the, the Mando wouldn't have to go in there and kill new Republic guards because, we, as you know, sitting in the, in the God seat watching Star Wars, we know the New Republic are the good guys, and we wouldn't want to have that conflict watching the Mando, where we know he's killing good guys. And I guess it's for the best ultimately, but I, I did feel like they softballed it, where they put droids in there. Instead At least of... they've kind of prefaced it a bit in the past, where they've kind of let us know his distaste for droids. So, at the same time, they kind of kind of posed it to him in the sense that it's right up his alley. Yeah, I, I think there's a darker version of this show in an alternate universe that would have crossed that line. And I think maybe maybe six months ago before the show came out, we were just speculating. 
we would have thought that yeah this show would be dark and this guy is gonna this guy will will kill anybody in his path um and they would have made him like a truly gray figure in that respect but with the tone they've but set, then you wouldn't be watching it with your kids no for sure with the tone they've they've put through the five episodes which is to say with baby yoda and with making the mando uh this this heart of gold type guy i i think ultimately it's 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 the more appropriate call uh how about that 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 standoff though in that con- the control room on the ship that was so good Dad, did you see who that was that yeah, was, was amazing it was matt lanter I know. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God, they're doing it. They're bringing everybody into the show. It's amazing. Like, just imagine, like, you know, like they have this pool of people and they're like, hey, guys, like just keep going back to that same well. And I'm loving it. Clancy Brown has done a ton of work for Star Wars, like great work, you know, and they again, they keep going back to that well. And I'm, I think he's I'm going very for thankful for that. He's going for the record for most uh, most name brand characters. Like he's this is what is at least his third. He did Savage. He did uh, Ryder Azadi. What's his name on yeah. Now this uh, Berg, and he's done. He did a video game character called Montross in Bounty Hunter. And I know, I know he's done a slew of other voices in in animated. But yeah, Clancy Brown, man, all over Star Wars, loving it. I didn't know they were fireproof though. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I was like not expecting that like that guy could take a beating like my kid even asked me after you know the first set of doors he lifted him up second set of doors in my head it kind of was like okay got nailed in the face fell down decapitation and my kid asked me like did he get decapitated i'm like i'm pretty sure he's not coming back (laughs) that was part of the comedic part of it too you know it was like it was almost like a funny death which is kind of bad to say but to see him at the end, still being alive, I was like, huh? How do you survive that? Like, this guy can really take a beating, man. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so when, the part where they, they they betray the Mando and they sh- they shove him into that prison cell, lock the door, take off. You're like, does your mind go right away to, uh-oh, they're going to just, this is the point, this is how they, they break Mando and Baby Yoda from each other. They, like, I thought for sure they were all going to escape and take off with with Baby Yoda. I thought that's what was, just, what was going down. It didn't cross my mind because of the time left in the episode. It gave him ample time to escape. And it just kind of seemed like that kind of episode where, I don't know, like it's almost as like I've, I've seen something like that before. You know, like he gets back in control and we just saw his true color shine, which I really liked. Like me, like I was feeling the anxiety, man. Like my son too, again, like he's trapped in the in the jail cell and my my kid again starts to have, start, and I'm getting frustrated because I'm like trying to watch, you know, and he's like <laughs> asking me all these questions. I'm like, watch, find out what's going to happen. You know, like he's like, is he going to get back to the ship? Like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, like yeah, my daughter was terrified in those moments. Like watching the, 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 the merc- mercenaries go back to the ship. She thought they were going to take off with baby Yoda. By this point, Zero has figured out like because they they planted that seed early in the episode where he's looking at that that like distorted transmission from Grief Karga. You know, yeah, that was good. And you you know you plant that seed and you go, oh, oh god, this droid's gonna eventually sure learn is. the secret. The droid will learn the secret, and he does. And you just ah oh, boy, they got him, they got him. And the only thing that made me realize that maybe they don't got him is 
I checked, I was watching my on my phone at the, at that point. So I just tapped the screen and it shows me there's still like 12 or 15 minutes left. And I'm like, oh, okay. There's plenty of time for the Mando to, to bust out of that cell. That's it. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. So I guess that kind of took away that tension for me. It was, it was just momentary, but I thought this is the moment where we lose baby Yoda and the rest of the series turns into, um, Mando trying to get him back. I, I like that. I like that you can you can get a little bit of that um, from episode to episode. Like you'll you'll get like an five minutes more or uh, eight eight to ten minutes more than the previous episode, depending on the subject matter, which is really cool. That 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 part I really really enjoy. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes a little bit. Like, are we, am I getting thirty three minutes or am I getting forty three? Like, it, ma- it makes a big difference. One of the things that kind of stood out to me in this episode, and I don't know if it's actually a thing, but you know, I'm starting to wonder if Baby Yoda is a lot smarter than he lets on. Like a lot smarter. Yeah, he seems like, to have an understand an understanding, of being able to hide from Zero, understanding that there was a threat there. Like he's still very naive and curious. Like he comes to check out what's going on, but right away you kind of get the impression that he's aware that Zero is a threat to him. Yeah, like there's, there's, like when he's with the Mando, he acts like a baby. But when, when Mando's away, it, like in this episode especially, he, like you said, he recognized there was a threat against him, and he went and he started hiding, and he, and and I think this is where the, the good writing came in, is at the beginning of the episode they specifically point out the fact that Zero, being a droid, is smarter than all the humans, or all the other, like everybody else on part of the crew. They didn't know about Baby Yoda at this point. And then you have Baby Yoda outsmarting the droid. So I think there's some layering there that's going on. Not really. Like, that's where I saw poor Baby Yoda's, like, pure innocence by the end. Like, you know, he's finally got got. He's been captured in his game of hide and seek. Well, you can't hold out forever, but he outfoxed him long enough. Just in time, right? But that's priceless, man, when he stares at his hand after. But, I mean... You just see him. I felt so bad for him. Like, he doesn't know what to do. Poor little guy. He's like, well, I guess I'll try and use the Force. And this has kind of worked out for me before in the past. And felt so he was so innocent. Like, he didn't know what he was doing. Like, I was scared for him. Like, he seemed scared. What are they going to do to this character? <laughs> well, I mean, it's three episodes now where a bounty hunter has had Baby Yoda lined up in his sights. And he's just to be just to be shot in the back. Like that is getting old. You know, that, I, I have to agree with you there because I, I said the exact same thing when I was watching it in my head. I was like, I hope they don't just get, uh, there we go. Now this, now he gets shot in the back. So it was like that, that the Cara Dune episode where the, the Garindian type bounty hunter got shot in the back. IG 11 took one in the head and now, and now zero. How many times can you go to that? Well, I don't know if it's just become like a, a, a joke <laughs> or if it's like you know if, if we're running out of chance if mando's running out of chances here running out of luck and then the next step is well something does happen not that he gets shot they're never going to kill this thing but the the separation happens the the, the kidnapping because something something's coming i think in, i'm thinking this show now is like that's what the season finale is and is building towards is the cliffhanger where uh, Baby Yoda is finally taken from Mando, and we have to sit for until season two kicks off. 
that's kind of where my head's at right now. Uh, anything else? Oh, you know what, what, what I thought was interesting through the episode is uh, the Mando being sort of challenged on his code of ethics. You know, like we've talked about this before, like the show is focusing less on and less on this big storyline and more about characterization and uh, the evolution of, of the Mando's character. Like he's gone from the like the first time we meet him, he's he's kind of like shoot first and ask questions later attitude. And now he's in this episode, he's saying nobody has to die. Nobody has to get hurt. Like he doesn't. It's almost like he's trying to be a better person. And they're evolving this character. And it's really interesting to see what they're going to do is because no questions asked, which was part of his code before, is not part of it anymore. Like when um, was it Ran, was that the guy's name? The Mark Boone Jr. character? I think so. Yeah, when he's when it's right off the top of the episode. and No questions, right? That's that's the policy. And you know that that's not flying anymore with the Mando. Whereas six weeks ago, that was perfectly fine. So I, well, I, when it fit, when it fits what he needs to get done, he says it at the end of this episode yeah. in a kind of ironic way. Yeah, which was great. Which which allowed us to have those three cameos we, we, with the X wings. Well, I, I gotta ask you guys about this. Like, there's a whole other aspect to that whole no questions asked thing in the sense that you know the New Republic. That was kind of a. It threw me off a bit. I was like, okay, this this New Republic guard guy. And Matt Lantner, uh, Lanter was kind of just, you Gavin. know, he set off the tracking beacon and the New Republic is totally, completely ruthless. It's like, no questions asked. Boom. Let's just blow the crap out of this thing. Throw in a, flow, flow in a, fly in a platoon or whatever it is and just destroy this thing. No questions asked. Get in there and destroy it. Well, I think that's the point you of that tracker I mean? like, was... is that if this tracker is activated – it's like this is sort of – I don't understand. But what's so important about these prisoners that everyone has to die? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's been compromised. Everyone must go. <laughs> no questions asked. That that seems like an empire move to me. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit shady. I'm it's sure a fail-safe thing. Like they're like – but what's so again, like if we would have a little more perspective on these people, like well, they're not going to give you the backstory whole, about it, who's on the ship. Like we don't know who those other, who, which criminals are on that ship and what they're capable I, of. Like, no matter saw, how you look at it, you saw at least it, one it imperial makes sense right? to destroy the whole ship. Maybe unless and, it does. Like, even for the guy, even for the guy that like sounds the tracker. Okay, you're here. We're here to break someone out. Blah blah blah. blah. Like no, I'm going to sound the tracker. Sacrifice myself. Everybody on this ship because. That's my duty. And the new public's like, yeah, they can't break anyone out. We can't have that kind of rep. Who knows? Just blow you all Again, up. we don't know what those what the people on those transport were. Like, we saw one Imperial officer in there. What if that guy no is too dangerous to be let that. out? You know, like, it could be that, that type of thing where these this prisoner is too dangerous to be let back into the wild. If it comes to it. We have, we have to torpedo that ship. I get that, but they should have maybe painted that picture like the, yeah, this person. They're not gonna. It would take one sentence, honestly, to say like this guy is like. Uh, if he escapes, then 
blah blah blah. You know, then you kind of say, okay, well, blowing it up kind of makes sense. Yeah. But the, the it seemed like standard operating procedure. <laughs> so it's like no questions asked. Let's go. Let's go blow this thing up. Well, look in a, in a world where planets get destroyed, no questions asked. You know, whatever. Well, from the Empire standpoint, that's what I'm saying. This is the New Republic. Maybe this is a window into why they failed. <laughs> My point exactly. Anyway, cool little cameos from uh, from Deborah Chow and Dave Filoni and and Rick Famuyama. That was that was really cool, dude. I, I jumped out of my chair. I honestly, that's what this series has made me do several times up to till this point. But seeing Dave Filoni, I was like, oh, oh. my kid and my girlfriend are like, what's wrong with you? You know, I'm like, that was Dave Filoni. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a great little moment. Um, anything else? I th- I think I'm done with this episode. Good man, I'm looking forward to see you on Thursday. And uh, oh my god! Well, before we get there, man, it's it's you know chapter seven. Uh, an old rival extends an invitation for the Mandalorian to make peace. Who could that be? Maybe it's IG uh, IG Eleven is back, or Griff or Grief. Yeah, maybe Grief is back. Maybe it's the client. Who's going to give Maybe Mando someone we have no idea we yeah, met or, yet. Yeah, it just could be somebody from his past. Um, but the the episode this week is out two days sooner, so it comes out Wednesday, and it comes with a preview for Rise of Skywalker. Nice. Which is going to be cool. We'll probably get one more clip before uh, taking the deep plunge on Thursday. Uh, what about, a, a, what about, about this, guys? Wait, hold, hold, Carlo, what was that, Carlos? No, I was just gonna say about um, it be the the Mandalorian, like the 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 person being from his past is probably most likely, and it might tie into uh, the those boots that we see at the end of episode five. Yeah, yeah, that's that's got to play into this. That's got to come into this. Or another Mandalorian would be cool too. But what do you think the chances are of this after seeing chapter six? Um, and we have these three characters still alive in Tom Clancy and Bill Burr and uh, I can't remember the last one there, but Natalia is Tenya? there a chance we see? Yeah, is there a chance we see them again now? The, the oh, fact I, that I've... like we see them still on the ship, it's like I I, I feel like in season two we're gonna get another like, kind of little filler episode where these guys trying to get revenge one more time. Uh, definitely, I could go either way. I have no. I would. I'd love to see them again. And if but if I don't, cool. Whatever. I, I have no I have no feelings one way or the other. No predictions, no thoughts, no stance on whether or not these guys are actually going to come back. I mean, they're in a max security prison ship, so it's no small feat to get those losers out of there. But we'll see. But they're not dead, so it's it's open. Yeah, yeah. As long as they're alive, it's it's definitely open. All right, so that that's gonna do it. We are done for this week, uh, and a big week coming up. May, the maybe the biggest week in Star Wars that we'll ever get. Oof, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Does yeah. that mean there's a Sithmas special? I don't know. Hmm. I, you hear that, Carl? Carlos? He doesn't know. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> 
Uh, guys, that's going to do it for this week. If you want to be part of the podcast, send us your questions, tumblingsaber at gmail.com. Uh, I know you guys are going to have questions about Rise of Skywalker, and uh, we'll field them at some point. Uh, if you can help us out, we'd love it. Share this podcast with your friends. Leave us a review on iTunes. And uh, if you're if you're really feeling crazy, you can join us on Patreon and become a powerful friend. Learn more about that at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber. You get this episode earlier. You get it ad-free. You get everything else that we do either earlier than everyone else or exclusively. There's lots to love. And uh, we got two tiers at $2 and $5. Uh, become a powerful friend. Check it out. Uh, shout out to our good friend Rob Wade for endorsing this episode and all episodes of Tumbling Saber on the E14 Endorse program, which you can learn more about at Emotionally14.com. Go check out all the stuff that Rob is doing. It's it's There's a lot of funny content, a lot of entertaining content there. So give Rob Wade a checkout. Uh, also, be sure to check out our friends at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. We've got a home base on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com. And you can also find us on iTunes as a podcast provider. Eight podcasts, everybody cranking it out. Everybody, no doubt, uh, feeling feeling the, the fever this week for Rise of Skywalker and Mandalorian. So go check that out. And guys, with all that out of the way, let's tell them where we can find you on social media. Carlos, where are you at? You can find me on Twitter uh, and Instagram at TheFunnyCarlos or at C Candido Music, uh, Facebook, Carlos Candido Music, or CarlosCandidoMusic.com. Over to you, Corey. All right. Let's do this one last time. My name is Chop Rules with a Z. So hit me up on Twitter and join our closed and cozy Facebook group where it's all safe and nice and awesome. And anyway, I can't wait, guys to see this film with you guys this week i'm i'm so excited man uh, i can't believe it's finally here this is the last pod before man yeah the, the next time we get together on this on this main pod it's gonna be we're the on the other of, side we are on the other side of rise of skywalker we will know how the skywalker family saga ends and that's a, a brain melting thought i can't wait to get to it uh but at the same time i'm in no rush let's just enjoy these last couple of days uh, but that's going to do it, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Let us know what you think, and uh, we'll, we'll try to do better next time. But until then, may the Force be with you. Static draws me closer to your place Willing me through my dreams Fall away Signs blindly to the lines on your face, beating strong, drifting, not relive this dream.
wait to see you next to me sleeping soundly smiling not really Running away, darling. Please don't. 